Hey, everybody. I know last time I said we were going to talk about passive income and me to maker, but because of the crazy weather that happened in Dallas a couple weeks ago, I have not been able to nail down my maker friend, and um, hopefully we can get him on here whenever he's available. So <laughs> we're not going to talk about that today. So I wanted to jump on and talk about something that has been going on with me for the last three weeks. This is a little bit podcast. So you guys know I love to be transparent and share things with you that are sometimes personal because I think that's important. And it's great to start conversations about crazy stuff and stuff that you might not feel comfortable sharing because hopefully it will inspire you to open up to people and share something that you really might want to talk about, but you've just been scared to do so. So this is a perfect example of that. Um, so I decided to stop drinking. Yeah. And it, it runs deeper than just drinking. And I'm going to tell you a couple little stories. So a couple weeks ago, actually it'll be almost a month ago, right around Valentine's Day, I decided to go to lunch with my girlfriends. And we went and we were looking at the menu. And the first thing you looked at is the cocktails, right? First thing you sit down, you look at the cocktails. You look at the beer or the cocktails or whatever. It's brunch, you get champagne or whatever. It just seems to be like that's the go-to move, right? And I think a lot of you out there are like, yeah, that's what we look at first. Well, I looked at the prices of a cocktail and it was like $12 for something. And I thought, ugh, it's expensive. How much is a glass of wine? $9. But a bottle of rosé was only $28. And I thought, oh, well, let's get that. It's like two cocktails or three or four glasses of wine. I, I can totally drink that much. So I did. <laughs> I drank the whole thing by myself. And I was fine. I had a nice little buzz going. Not anything to where I couldn't, you know, function. I was totally fine. I don't think I would have ever driven a car, but completely fine. Came home, had three more beers. And then I was sitting there like, I am a piece of garbage. Why am I doing this to myself? That was the last time I drank. And let's go back a little bit more and I'll tell you the other reasons why I've been wanting to quit now for quite some time. I, I snuck it. Okay. So I was drinking every day, you guys, every day, every day, even on Mondays and Wednesdays and weekends were just out of control. I was going through like a case of Trulies in a weekend and drinking half a bottle of tequila a day or a whole bottle of wine in an evening, no problem. Again, totally fine. Never hung over the next day. My tolerance for alcohol was through the roof. But I would go like say to someone's house for, you know, an overnight or to hang out and have lunch. And I would be drinking champagne with them. And I'm thinking, this is a waste of my time. I'm just drinking the champagne and I'm not getting a buzz. And I would go into the kitchen and sneak shots of tequila in between my champagne. I'd go into refill and have a shot. So I'd try to get more buzz. Oh, man, that's bad. 
going in and trying to get to a place to where I felt that certain way, I was constantly chasing that. I was drinking when I was celebrating. I was drinking when I was stressed. I was drinking when I was upset. I was drinking for every reason there was drinks in my hand. And I could smell it on my breath the next morning. And I know my husband would come home and think, oh, great, she's been drinking. Not that I was belligerent in any ways, but I was really just not myself. On top of that, you know, I'd been, I've been taking antidepressants, which I've told you guys about. You're not supposed to drink and take those. So I don't know if they were counteracting each other. Um, I don't know if it was making me feel more lightheaded or whatever, but I definitely feel different now. And then something else happened. So this is super personal and whatever. Uh, since June of last year, I have been having insane, crippling cramps. And so June, July, uh, you know, August, September, October, November, December comes around. I'm, I can't deal. I'm buckled in pain for two days. I go to the doctor. They say I have uh, uh, hemorrhagic cysts on my ovaries, so blood-filled cysts. I thought, oh, awesome. They said, well, we'll go away in a month, so come back in a month. Came back in a month, didn't go away, didn't change. Now they think it's endometria around the cysts or around the ovaries. And I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. And they're like, yeah, you know, it'd be really hard to have a baby and it's going to be bad. You might have to get surgery and blah, all this crazy stuff I never wanted to hear. So I don't want to have children. It's just not in my book of life, I guess, that I'm writing for myself. But the pain in the surgery is something I don't want to do. So I came home and I just wanted to do a little bit of research on endometriosis and endometria around the cysts and the ovaries and all that kind of stuff. P.S. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog snoring. She's laying on the chair behind me. Uh, and it said excessive alcohol use can exacerbate endometriosis. And I said, stop. Huh. Well, there you go. There you go, ding dong. It's right there in front of you. What are you doing to your body? Finally, your body is screaming at you. You have all the telltale signs of guilt and shame and anger and depression weren't already piling up and staring you in the face and screaming at you, which you would just drink away. Now your body's screaming at you. I mean, and I... Who knows? My liver could be hurting too, but if anything, it you know it's, it's happening in my lady parts, and that's the pain is too much for me to handle. So guess what? This month came around, the time of the month when you ovulate, the time of the month when you have your cycle, and there was no pain. I can't even make this up, guys. I am healing myself by listening to my body and treating it better. And that's it's a wonderful thing. Now here's here's another part of this journey, I guess that I'm on now that is really hard for me and I don't know what to do. And I'm going to do a lot of research on this and I'd love your feedback. If you want to write to me on the blog www.thelittlebitpodcast.com and leave some stories and comments for me, I'd I'd love that or reach out to me on Instagram and DM me. 
Am I an alcoholic? I think I am. Because I don't think I've had one weekend in the last, I don't know, 10 years where I haven't been drinking. Not necessarily drunk, but drinking. I mean, guys, I would go get my nails done and have my girlfriend drive, and then I would take a huge margarita and put it in like a shaker cup and take it with me to the nail salon so I could drink. I would, you know, my husband would always have to drive when we went on road trips because I would have a cooler of Trulies behind me and I would just slam them on the way to wherever we were going. This is all the time. Everywhere we went, every weekend, any road trip, I was drinking. Camping, drank the whole time. It didn't matter. Vacations, drinking the whole time. Um, I don't know, is anybody else out there living like this? Or am I, the, am I the only one? But am I an alcoholic? Yeah, I think so. Do I go to AA? <sighs> Let's see, this is a hard part for me. I got a real problem with AA. And it's not necessarily what you might be thinking. So I decided to join some AA groups on Facebook. Just to see what it was like. And people are on there saying like, Hey guys, I need help. I drank, or I'm about to lose my family, or I need to help, you know, call me, somebody help me. It, there's a lot of really, there's people that are really, really struggling, and I have a feeling that they are well beyond the point of how much they drink and what they're drinking has led them to do than maybe where I'm at in my life. And I almost feel like I don't want to go to AA because my story might seem pathetic to them. Like, <laughs> Please, you've never got a DUI, you've never been arrested, you never stole, you never put your kid in danger, you never had your husband beat you, you never beat your husband. Like you're you don't you're you're not that bad of an alcoholic. Like that's what I'm afraid of. Also, this whole like 12 step higher power thing, I also have a problem with that. Um, I don't think there's a higher version of myself that's helping me to do this I'm just doing it and my friends are helping me like you know they're encouraging me and things like that I don't want to sit here and create this other reality for myself it just seems a little bit odd if I, I don't know it sounds terrible I don't want to be disrespectful of, of the 12 steps and how wonderful they are to people and how much they help people but am I an alcoholic yes I think I am Will I ever go to a meeting? Maybe. Um, but in the meantime, I'm doing okay. Believe me, there are times when I want to drink. And I've got bottles of beer in my fridge. I've got bottles of wine in my cabinet. Bottles and bottles of liquor in this house. And I've never touched it. I think, honestly, if, if, I, if I threw the liquor away or got rid of the beer, that would make me want it more. Because it wasn't there. It's almost like it's a little bit of a crutch. Like I can still know that it's there and look at it and be like, okay, okay, well, it's there. Because I think every day I was looking forward to cracking open a drink and drinking it at five o'clock and getting a nice little buzz and then going to bed. Like that was my routine. Um, and I do think at some point, you know, I'm going to have to cut back on being able to see that those, you know, bottles of alcohol and just maybe get rid of them, put them away. Now, here's the thing. My husband still wants to drink. 
He likes it. It's a thing for him. And he's so good about it. He doesn't drink often at all. Not during the week, maybe on the weekends, but he likes to have a drink when he's out to dinner with his friends or, you know, there's a celebration that's going on. That's his time, maybe camping, something like that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with someone drinking around me. I've already been to a bar. I've been to dinner several times now and people are drinking around me and I feel fine about it. So here's the way I'm looking at it. And I don't know, maybe if you're listening and you're thinking, man, yeah, I need to stop drinking. (laughs) This is the way I'm thinking about it. And maybe it can help you too. So I decided, like I said before, to choose health. I'm choosing health. Um, I, and I think if I just think about that in my mind, it's starting to change the way I look at the alcohol. Sounds weird. I don't necessarily even think I hit a low point in my life, like a rock bottom. I mean, maybe I did and I just didn't realize it. But, you know, when you hear the word rock bottom, you think, oh, in jail with no money to their name and homeless and I don't think rock bottom necessarily has to be that way. So maybe I did hit my rock bottom, but I'm choosing health. And I'm thinking about that every morning when I wake up and throughout the day that I'm choosing to be healthy. I'm choosing health because I want my body to heal. Also too, I looked at the menu last night at dinner and obviously there was a cocktail menu and I was just looking at it. Tawny ports and bottles of wine and scotch and all these things. And I could taste each one as I read it. I thought, "Mm, I know what port tastes like. I know what wine tastes like. I know what scotch tastes like. But then I remembered the way my breath smelled when I drank too much of those things or the burn of the alcohol or how much that bottle costs when you go to the liquor store. And I thought about how I felt the next day and how poofy my stomach was, and how I was getting so bloated. And when they say, like, alcohol belly, if you've seen those, like, Instagram ads, what belly do you have? Do you have sugar belly, gluten belly, alcohol belly? I had alcohol belly. My tummy's hanging over my pants, straight up. I look about seven months pregnant. I was looking about seven months pregnant. And I was just thinking, no, man. This can't be happening to me. I don't want to be turning 40 this year and looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, man, I could, my skin could look so much better if I just didn't drink so much alcohol. I wouldn't be so dehydrated. I would, I'd be sleeping better. I'd be feeling better. You don't want to be 40 and feeling like crap. You're young. I don't want to be turning 50 and 60, and still drinking every single day. Could you imagine if I'm having endometriosis pain right now, and it could potentially be linked to my alcohol use? What could happen to me in a year if I keep drinking? I might not have ovaries next year. I might hit early menopause and could change my life completely. I don't want to live that way. I'm choosing health. I just want to reach out to anybody who's dealing with any sort of alcohol abuse um, or if anyone you love or you know is abusing alcohol, even slightly, even if it sounds a little bit like what I'm doing, you know, just 
know that I'm here if you ever want to talk. And I am open to all of your support, your suggestions for reading and blogs and groups. I'd love to hear from you. So please reach out. Please go to the blog, www.thelittlebitpodcast.com and send me a note. I would love that. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Hopefully we can try to get my maker friend on here to talk about all things carpentry and craziness on Instagram. We'll see you guys later. The Little Bit Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Joni Sprague, in Orange County, California. Today's music is from Spare Parts for Broken Hearts. You can download it right now on iTunes.